1: Hello, mamacitas, welcome back to another episode of Tere Tells All. Happy Tuesday! I'm so happy to have you here. So, listen up, you guys. Today's episode, oh, so good. Um, it's an hour and a half long because the conversation was just so good. And I'm not going to drag it out with a long intro today, so I'm going to keep it very short. I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Make sure that you rate, subscribe, uh, review, share, tag, all of that good stuff because it helps the podcast grow. Uh, remember that I told you that I have a goal of 100 ratings on Apple Podcast, and we're a little bit more than halfway there. I need your help, so if you have not Had a chance to go onto Apple Podcasts and, you know, just really quick, just tap the stars. Um, If you don't have time to write out a review, that's okay. At least go tap the stars for me. Um, And yeah, so like I said, I'm going to keep it short. (laughs) So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, guys, today on the podcast, I have a beautiful person. She's a wellness competitor, a badass bitch. Why? and mother of two. She's known as Serena or Sirena Morena on Instagram, Neftali Vera. Hi!
0: Ah. <laughs> all the butterflies, all the butterflies. I'm like sweating right now, dude. That's how nervous I am. I don't
1: know. <laughs> don't be nervous. I'm happy to have you on the show today. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so for, obviously, like, I gave a pretty winded intro on you, but... I want the people to hear from you so who are you where are you from what's your passion all that good stuff oh man okay so I'm Mexican
0: I consider myself Mexican um my father is a Colombian but I just consider myself Mexican as my mother raised me as a single mother before she remarried um as far as my passion I've I have yet to ask myself this every day because I feel like I have multiple But it always comes down to helping others. I love, love seeing just what I am able to do for someone to see them go further, Mm -hmm. you know, like that they don't need me in their life for forever, but they benefited from a word, from an advice, from a movement that I did. And it just, it's the most beautiful thing for me to see someone just grow and transform, whether it be not just physically, because I am really into fitness, but emotionally, you know, because fitness can only get you so far, but the emotion behind it is so empowering for so many. So I think it, my passion would be helping others.
1: I don't know in what, but just helping. <laughs> no, no, I totally get that. I feel the same way. And I, I agree with you that, you know, fitness helps you physically. But the other side of it is the emotional and the mental part of fitness. Yes. And that's the part that we need to talk more about, like the, you know, how uh, having uh, an active routine helps with helps you cope with your emotions. It helps you cope with your mindset. Like, yes, so much more goes into it if you allow it to. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um, so many you know uh, a lot of people whenever they see me now they're like oh she's thin oh she's just a mom oh she's she has no life her life is the gym and just at home which
1: in a way it is kind of true <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, but it if really it fulfills just, you and it makes you happy that's what matters
0: oh my goodness you have no idea like I I was a stay-at-home mom for basically three years um no income um I would try and sell food, uh, to try and make men's whenever I wanted something for the kids or whenever, um, Noe's birthday or Christmas came around and I I didn't want to ask my spouse for something. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to meal prep and I'm going to see how this meal prep goes for others. And if it, if it benefits them, then we're both winning. Mm -hmm. And eventually, um, the emotion behind it was like, wow you know, like they're dropping weight. And and this is me, like just knowing meal prep. This wasn't even me, like getting into really macro counting. It was just calories. Mm-hmm. And I remember my, my first client lost like 30 pounds. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> I, I couldn't, you know, I'm just a stay at home mom, you know, trying to do something. And then I was like, you know what? I want to go further with it. And I feel like that emotion triggered my passion for it and I wanted to go deeper into it and that's when I really I was like you know what I want to go back to school I want to continue studying and then baby cries <laughs> uh, interrupt interrupt, <laughs> interrupt yeah and you know my spouse was like well you, you know you just have to find a balance um because something about me I just really didn't want to leave my children home alone um, it's, it has to do with a trauma that I, I myself went through as a child and I'm about to start crying,
1: <laughs> but it's okay to I, cry. I've cried on here.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. But I just, I really wanted to, to be at home with my children and I didn't know what I could do to help them and fitness didn't start physical for me. It started through nutrition mm-hmm. and through making foods at home for them. Um, making, um, I really wanted to not eat as much processed foods for them as they were growing up, especially because my son suffers from eczema. So a lot of the processed foods weren't weren't much of a choice for me, even if I wanted a, a, a quick fix or if I was running late. So it just, how do I put this? It opened up a world that I didn't know was outside of my four walls Mm -hmm. you know and I didn't I honestly before social media I had no friends all of my friends were no friends my spouse's friends so whenever I would cook I would actually oh snap what happened I would cook for his friends you know Mm -hmm. and they were all male all male friends and they're like, oh my god, what is she doing? What is she putting in this food, or or this and that? And they're like, man, she should go further with it. She should build her own brand, and and this. And I was, like, oh. I was really scared. This mm-hmm. is whenever I was like really insecure about myself, and I doubted everything that I did. I mean, I doubted if I was being a good
1: mom at a certain point um which i feel like every mom does uh, yeah everybody mom <laughs> goes that yeah all the time i i have an almost 16 year old and i still doubt myself sometimes so it's yeah it's, right i'm like i can't be the only one that doubts herself at at this at
0: this mother game you know there's <laughs> there's no manual for it you just kind of wing it and oh my god i kid you not i feel like as a stay at home mom i didn't run anything at home they ran me from the <laughs> moment they woke up from the moment they like Open those little eyes. It was, the house was theirs, dude. It was just me going with the flow. So eventually I was like, okay, if I want to do more for myself, for my sanity, I need to put a routine. I need to find a schedule for myself, a schedule for them that's going to benefit them. And it's going to benefit myself because I was really about to just go crazy. Um, <clears throat> after I started my meal prep, I ended up getting pregnant with Rafael baby number two. <laughs> How far apart are they? They are three years. Okay. She is from 2016 and he is from 2019. Nice. So it was a pretty big age gap um, for me because I, at a point I wanted them back to back and now yeah. I'm like, thank God I didn't. <laughs> yeah. At a point I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have kids back to back because you know, faster you get them in, the faster you get them out. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Nope, not even the three-year gap was like a a mental break because after Lena, um, I suffered really bad from postpartum depression. And back in 2016, social media was beginning to grow, but it wasn't informative the way that it is now, you know, through postpartum topics, through... um, breastfeeding topics like there wasn't really much it was just your doctor and your mom and your grandma <laughs> your right. abuelita would say Toma, you know drink chocolate and you're gonna do breast milk your mom drink teas and and you're gonna make breast milk none of it was true
1: yeah and that's that's <laughs> you know there's a lot of I don't want to put anybody down okay but I'm okay. just saying that in our culture there's all of these remedios right oh, goodness. I down from generation to generation and people think that they're going to work but they don't Dude. really work and then so my thing and I drive my mom nuts because my mom would be like like that she'd be like oh do this and that and then be like okay but tell me how that works explain the science behind it explain the rationality behind it right they can't do that <laughs> It's yes. because it and your tio sister tia said yeah. like now there's some on. stuff that does work, you know. I will drink my te de manzanilla whenever I need to. Girl. But there's I live things, by it. There's some things <laughs> that are like, really, mom? Because that doesn't seem to make sense. Like, but you do you, I'll do me. <laughs> Oh my goodness,
0: dude, it would, it would drive my mom crazy, but I followed all of her, you know, like old wives tales with Lena, all of them to the T and none of them worked. Um, none of them, dude, I did the oatmeal. I did the chocolate. I did the cacao. I did. Um, what else would she tell me? Uh, there's this like seed. I forgot the name of it, but she would make me like steep these seeds in water and drink the, the water. That like, would you know, help dude. me. Produce- I want to say it was like chia seeds, but it wasn't chia seeds. Fennel, fennel seeds. Okay. Okay. uh, The the seed is supposed to help you produce milk. Mm -hmm. Nothing, nothing, nothing. The only with her, I struggled so much with my breast milk. I eventually came to find out that it was years later. Okay. I wish I would have known this sooner, but years later, I came to find out that it came down to what you were consuming. A lot of moms focus on, oh my god, I need to drop the weight. I need to drop this baby weight, so I need to eat less. Not knowing that, unfortunately, our bodies need more versus less to help not only produce milk but keep our own metabolism and hormones leveled out. To we're not again, you know, uh, depriving ourselves, causing our 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 brain fogginess. I mean, through breastfeeding, a lot of us we're not we're
1: losing bone density. Right. You're depleting you know, your body of those nutrients, right. In
0: every way. And a lot of moms don't know that because of our beloved old wives tales. Mm-hmm. So whenever, you know, someone, a breastfeeding mommy approaches me and they're like, oh, well, I'm eating 1300 calories. Oh, my God. No, baby. no, no. You mm-hmm. can be enjoying life to your fullest. This is like when you can be enjoying everything. You can, oh, my God. But it really breaks my heart because that was me. Mm -hmm. And then I would try to, I was consuming 1200 calories at a certain point, which is like nothing. Dude. That's what my toddler eats. Right. In like three hours. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, some toddlers might, some toddlers have an appetite, dude. My son (laughs) runs through, runs through our whole pantry. Like I have to, I have to have a lock on the pantry right now because he opens it every 15 minutes and just sits there. (laughs) Like, what am I going to eat? Mom? What, what's next what's next um he eats every hour every hour
1: He's it's beautiful
0: it's beautiful I'm like <laughs> let me see those gains and he flexes for me and I'm like what <laughs> it's hilarious dude but so I ended up binge eating um and the thing was um whenever after I had Lena we were living with our mom and I was so ashamed of myself for becoming a mom and not having the means to have my own place, to have my own safe haven for her, despite the fact, you know, that my mom, I mean, she aided us with her whole back room, you know, she provided us uh, our own restroom to re- where we didn't have to um, like make anyone in the house uncomfortable because that's how I felt. I felt like my presence made, you know, my siblings uncomfortable because I had already moved out but due to life, I came back home
1: yeah.
0: and I did not want to eat because I felt like I was just going to get bigger. I mean, I gained a hundred pounds during the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And this is despite, I would throw up every day, That every day, every day, multiple times a day, I was throwing up. And the doctor was like, it's, it's just what it is. You know, some women are really nauseous. Some really, some women aren't, you know, unfortunately you're one of them. Um, here's nausea lollipops. Here's none of, none of it worked. So anytime that I didn't have to throw up, I was eating. This is my time to eat this, this I'm, I'm going to take the chance to eat. And at a certain point, it's like I lost control. And once my baby was out, it increased 10 times more. Like, I wanted to lose weight. So I would, around my family, a a little plate, you know, proportions. The moment everyone would go to sleep and all the lights were turned off, I would go downstairs and I would binge my heart out. (laughs) And I would come back up every 30 minutes because that's how much my daughter was waking up at night and I remember just feeling so nauseous from how much I had eaten and I would cry with her while I was breastfeeding her yeah and it was I would look at her and I'm like you don't deserve me you deserve a mother that's that has her shit under control that has her her life under control not someone like me you know, and those were signs of postpartum depression that I didn't know about, Mm -hmm. and day in and day out, you know, I didn't, uh, back then, I want to say that, like, the first doctor visit was two months postpartum, and despite that, like, They they don't give you a questionnaire for postpartum depression back then in 2016. And if they did, they didn't give me one. So, (laughs) So by like a year later, you know, I'm suicidal. I'm 275 pounds. I'm struggling just to pick my daughter up. I'm struggling to just get up out of bed. And I'm like, this cannot be my life. Like how I just want to die. I just, this, I can't continue like this. My daughter does not deserve to see her mother like this. And that's whenever I talked to my doctor and I'm like, there, is there some kind of medication that I can take or, or what, you know, like what, what is happening to me? I don't, I don't understand. Oh, the feeling Mm -hmm. I, you know, I still feel the feeling of it. And she said, oh I feel like you have postpartum depression. I'm like, you're telling me this a year later. I've been feeling like this for a year day in and day out, you know, and she was like, okay, well, you, I can give you antidepressants or you can work out. So this is how I was actually introduced to Zumba because girl, I had no muscle. Okay. (laughs) We, we was, we was, no way in shape to like I didn't know what a gym was I knew it but I'm like I felt ashamed of it
1: mm-hmm. so I was
0: like oh, I'm not gonna go walk in there and see all my other friends from years back and step in there you know mm-hmm. and these are actual thoughts and whenever I'm like saying them out loud to someone I'm like dude what in the hell like <laughs> what what who gives a damn like you could have this is for you you don't have to care about who's looking at you and if they are staring hey boo what what you want to catch a rep what? you know and I wish I would have had that mentality back then because Zumba was amazing it got me moving it got me active but it also introduced me to Herbalife which is like a whole other topic but because of it it's like I went I, I was lifting right I, I was going up I was progressing okay okay we we've got activity in our life guys we got activity and then it just all over again because of Herbalife.
1: Okay. Mm.
0: But the, it's, it's, it's,
1: it's long you story to short. Do you want to talk about Herbalife? I have no I, experience with like, it. That all I know is just from word of mouth. I never tried it. So I don't know. It just, it never appealed to me. So just everything that I ever know about Herbalife is just what I hear from people's experiences.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. I feel a little. I mean, it's just a personal experience, right? I'm not. So let me say this: I don't want to defame it because I get that certain supplements work for certain people, and unfortunately, for others, it doesn't. Unfortunately, for me, it it worked. I lost ten pounds off of it, mm-hmm. but the moment I got off of it,
1: I went up thirty. So um, is it like? shakes is it pills what I I guess I don't know I don't know much about it
0: so because I was breastfeeding I couldn't take the fat burning supplements that they have so mm-hmm. I was just on their shakes and on their tea and on their aloe vera
1: so was this like a meal replacement like instead of eating yeah food, eating yeah okay but now they I- wanted you like any if you weren't taking a shake
0: you needed to have like an extreme amount of meal like casi nada Okay. Like, like It it was you were basically starving. That's what it felt like.
1: I was basically starving. Well, yeah, and that's so, why you were losing weight because you were starving yourself in an extreme caloric deficit. Stop doing it. You it's like your body was like, Oh, now we're going the opposite direction. Give me is- all the food. Give that's the same all- thing with any restrictive um yes. dieting, right? Like even if you were to do like low carb, yeah, you're gonna lose weight because you're restricting, you're lowering your calories, you're not eating as much. Duh, you're in a calorie deficit. Yes. Gonna lose it but is it sustainable can you do that for the rest of your life and if the answer is no then maybe that's not something and you need to be doing which is I love carbs too much (laughs) no me too
0: (laughs) you know and I really enjoyed seeing the the weight coming down and that's why I didn't mind it so whenever I came off of it I came off of it due to abdominal pain I was beginning to have a lot of Um, I want to say that, where was it like in my, in my mid abdomen, um, just across, like it was like shooting pains and I was like, okay, maybe I'm doing too much or, or maybe I do need to eat more, you know? So Mm -hmm. I didn't question it right, right then and there. Okay. And this is from, I grew up around Herbalife. My mom would drink Herbalife. She had me like on diet since I was like eight. So, you know, in and, in and out of Herbalife. Mm -hmm. So I stopped Herbalife, right? Because I was like, you know what? I want to find something that I'm going to enjoy. I don't want to just be drinking shakes. I like my tortillas. I like my rice. I like my beans. I need a torta, okay? Like, <laughs> give me something, dude, okay? I cannot live like this. So years later, Tere, okay, I, Rafael is already born. Mm-hmm. I'm six months postpartum. And uh, it was a reefy day. So I got to increase my calories um, to help boost my metabolism, to help bring some of that sanity back. I ended up overindulging in cheese. I love cheese. Queso loco from gringos is like <laughs> party in the house, party in the house. Hey, hey, give me some chips with it. I'm living my best life, you know? Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, so you gotta not stop. Put the top on this, Okay. You're like halfway through it, dude, on your own. Stop. Like, okay, I'm putting it in and I'm about to get up. I dropped to the floor, dude. I dropped to the floor from the the pain. And this, I I had no pain sitting down. It was like the moment that I stopped eating Mm -hmm. and that I was, you know, getting, preparing myself to get up and I dropped Mm -hmm. that I could not walk. No, he had to carry me to the car and take me to the ER and I'm home with the babies I could not walk and I had the phone on me and I was like imagine if I would have had to like crawl to the phone I mean in desperate times obviously yeah, you're going to crawl but right then and there I'm like whoa well, what am I going to do I'm like shit yeah. you know like yeah. I'm I'm losing my shit here and I get to the doctor and they're like well what were you eating and I was like I was just eating cheese <laughs> it's just cheese from gringos you know like I eat cheese every now and then like I was eating it with my breakfast I was you know, you would, uh, in my head, I'm like, there is no way that I'm like allergic to cheese. Like I have no hives on me. I can, I'm breathing. What, you know? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until they put me in the the little MRI. It's not yeah, like the cat scan. <laughs> a cat scan. Yeah. <laughs> <An> MRI. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, you know, they look <laughs> similar. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, it's your gallbladder. And I was like, well, what's really wrong? You're going to tell me that. I was like, what's wrong with my gallbladder? They're like, um, you know what they say? I can't tell you anything right now. The doctor will tell you later. I'm like, no, all right. So it ended up being that because I had been consuming for them, in their words, for years, since it did go back since I was eight all
1: mm-hmm. the way to now,
0: in, in different doses of it, it ended up being that the high level of de- deoxy, deoxyribonic acid is what did it for me it there were high levels of it which were messing with my nuclei it was producing over nuclei something cellular in me to the point where it was like your gallbladder is damaged it's not damaged to where you need removal right now Mm -hmm. but you will be getting removal if you do not change your eating habits and I was like what what like I stopped taking it a couple years back, you know, it was I wanted, like two years, a year ago. And they're like, it's not that it's just that there were traces from it from so back in your past events, you know, that it ended up just building up over time. And I was like, that sounds so dumb to me. I mean, no offense, but I was like, yeah. shouldn't, shouldn't like my body have flushed it out. They're like, well, unfortunately, majority of Herbalife life products, 75% of them, of their ingredients aren't noted on their nutritional label so a lot of those toxic metals lead you know they mm-hmm. stay in your body for a longer time because your body has a, a harder time digesting them breaking them down because that's not even supposed to be in your body to begin with right and in my head I'm like are you dead ass I cannot have cheese in my life what <laughs> i'm thinking about cheese
1: so you didn't have gallstones it was just gallbl- gallbladder damn gallbladder it. yeah okay okay
0: and i was like whoa and i was like okay so now i'm basically stuck with just always keeping my fats minimal minimal avocado minimal cheese minimal peanut. i love peanut butter dude i love avocados i love all my high fats and i have
1: to now monitor everything which sucks but, but I, so I it has to be like all fats because like, you know, like avocado is the quote good fat. Like, is it all fats that you have to, be restri- or at least monitor, not restrict, but monitor. Yes. So
0: I went through like a like a food journaling phase okay. where I was like, OK, I'm going to track how, how much of it I can have until like I start feeling pain again. <clears throat> and uh, so for me, it started going above once I went past 45 grams of fat. That's whenever I started feeling abdominal pain. Okay. So now I try to keep my fats in between 35 to 40 grams so that I don't, I don't, so I don't die on the floor now.
1: <laughs> right. Well, no, that plus impl- gallbladder pain is horrendous. So I had gallstones and I did have to get my gallbladder removed. I actually developed gallstones during pregnancy. I was I was very, very big during pregnancy. Well, one, I gained a lot of weight, and two, my son was pretty big. And so what was happening is that because it was taking up so much space and I have a small abdomen, like I have a short torso, right? Yeah. So my bile was backing up into my gallbladder and it developed, it made gallstones. So then I remember I had the first pain. I was pregnant. I was probably like six, seven months pregnant. And then <sighs> I felt the pain and I went to the to the ER because I'm like, something's wrong with the baby. Yeah. And then- they're like, oh, it's just gas. I'm like, I know I'm 17 and pregnant, but I know what gas feels like. I'm not stupid. Like, I'm kidding. you're like stupid teenager, stupid pregnant teenager. I was like, but this is not gas. But like, this I is know not what gas, gas feels like, fam. Like, no. Yeah. You know, and, we pass um, gas on the daily. Don't yeah, blame me. No. So <laughs> they sent me home, and then and then like I was fine so my son was actually born about a month early so I only like it happened and then I was okay for like the next four weeks and then after I had my son probably like a week after I had my son I felt the pain again but it was like 10 times worse and I could feel it like all the way into my back and into my shoulder yeah yeah so I go You're like back immobile. To the ER. yeah so I went back to the ER and then that's when they were like see so yeah, I told them I was like look I'm not pregnant anymore so something's wrong I'm telling you it's not nice. I, yeah that's what they told me like oh okay and then they did all their labs and tests or whatever and figured out that I had gallstones um I had made an, a, an appointment with a GI doctor to like find a course of treatment and the way that that specialty doctor worked is like the next appointment was like Six weeks ahead, September. right? Yeah, because the specialty You're dying here. So meantime, yeah. In the meantime, while I'm dying and like waiting for it, I had another attack and I went to the ER. And that time they're like, all right, it's time for emergency surgery. We're gonna remove it. So I, I had my son in September, which was a C section. September I had another surgery, which was my gallbladder removal. So I had surgeries back to back two months apart. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, whenever you were explaining your pain, like where you were feeling your pain, I was like, oh, I bet it was her gallbladder. So yeah, I, oh my that God. gallbladder pain is horrible. Horrible. It's the, it's the worst pain I've ever felt. It's immobile. It, it's like
0: you feel like you can't even breathe. Like at the moment that you begin yeah. to breathe, it's like everything's contracting.
1: You're like, this is it, God. Yeah. Yeah, and then they <laughs> told me like you know they were like while you're waiting for your appointment like no dairy, no fat, nothing spicy. I'm like, I'm Mexican. That's like, basically my whole like. We live off of
0: Chile, okay? Right, Chile, Chile, oh, yeah. Chile
1: in my eyeball. Do you I see this? Like no mayonnaise. <laughs> like what? Yeah, no. It was it was it was bad. So, it man, was horrible, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, it sucks that you got to remove though. You okay, know but
0: how it was How are your bowel movements.
1: For a while, I don't TMI. After- I don't TMI. <laughs> No, 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 no. For a while afterwards, it was bad. It was like IBS, you know, irritable bowel, yeah. bowel syndrome. Um, it was just like if I ate something, I immediately had to go to the restroom. But that was also when I was still eating very, very bad. You know, because I didn't start. I didn't start my my fitness journey until my son was probably like six or seven, and so once I changed my diet. I've really not had any issues. No, now that I eat clean and I eat like whole foods, I really don't eat that much processed foods. I never have issues with like my lack of running through you. digestion or anything like that. Yeah, now I'm good. It was just that time from getting it removed to when I decided to make a change that, yeah, it sucked.
0: It was the runs. That's what I've heard. I'm yeah. like, that's yeah. why I'm scared of it.
1: Imagine being in, with my kids. Yeah, no, and it was, always, <laughs> it was always the first meal of the day. It was like- You know, like your your gallbladder's not working for however many hours, hours. right? And then and then you eat, and then it's like it freaks out and it's like, oh, just kidding, you gotta go to the restroom. Yeah, (laughs) you would eat breakfast and then you'd run to the restroom. Literally.
0: Oh my God. Mm -hmm. I'm
1: so happy that you're better though, dude. thank Thank you. And that's
0: amazing for anyone else who might be having, you know, gallbladder problems. Now you know it's in the diet, it's what you eat. It's
1: in the diet. Yeah. Yeah. Now, mine didn't develop because of the diet. Mine developed just because of my size during pregnancy. Yeah. yeah. That's that's an interesting fact,
0: too, though. Yeah. With short short torso.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what it's funny, though, because like so like, for example, when I wear like leggings and like a bra, sometimes when I wear them, there's maybe like a little inch of gap. Like where you can oh, see, skin, it looks like a crop top, leggings because it might have a short torso, and then you'll see another girl wearing the same bra and same <laughs> leggings, and they have like a. <laughs> like, no, the whole- have a little <laughs> torso.
0: <laughs> short torso. Yeah. Like I can't it <laughs> if I'm short. It's just like my body built. Okay. <laughs> dying, dying. Uh, I have. I, I like to consider my medium.
1: yeah yeah i i I, i've seen your torso on instagram i concur (laughs) (laughs) okay so so you went through all of this and then um so let's go back to the working out part you did zoom but how long did you do zoom before six months
0: I did Zumba for six months. I did it at a little, um, it was like a, that's where I met Herbalife. They had like a little local spot and there's where they were, they would host their Zumba classes and I would go every, every day. I would go every day with my daughter. She would be in her car seat. I would, or I would baby wear her. And it was awesome. I loved, I mean, I hadn't had human interaction besides with my spouse for Six months prior to that, you know, Mm -hmm. or a whole year. Yeah, like a whole year because I didn't try to do anything with myself until she was a year old. Um, And it was because of the postpartum, you know, depression that the doctor said, either you get some activity in or we're going to put you on meds. So I was like, okay, we can try some Zumba. My friend was doing Zumba and she was like, hey, come through, you know, we're going to be here. There's other moms. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Being surrounded with other women who are like, Yeah, yeah, you got this. We're going to do this together. And, you know, don't forget to come. Like, it's really encouraging to have a community behind you, encouraging you, pushing you whenever you don't want to go. I, I was literally dragging myself the first week. I was like, God, here she's calling me again
1: it's <laughs> <you're> calling me <laughs> but sometimes that's what we need that's what i love about fitness or group group fitness classes you hold each other accountable
0: yes but you hate it at first <laughs>
1: <laughs> you do
0: like all right she's not going nowhere okay out of respect come on dude we got to go we got to go and <laughs> i loved her for that we don't talk anymore um we, we you know life. You yeah. some people come, some, some people stay. Um, but she's still doing amazing. I mean, she's she's still doing what she loves, holding Zumba classes. If I'm not mistaken, she has like her own little gym too, um, where she hosts, you know, her Herbalife get togethers. And I'm like, that's awesome, you know, that she found something that she loves, she pursued it and she continues to grow within it. Right. And that's why I kind of feel bad sharing, you know, like whenever something bad happens with Herbalife, yeah. it's like oh.
1: But it's I don't I don't I don't see it as trashing it. I see it as more like helping people become aware. Because you're right, there are some people who probably have been on Herbalife for a decade and they're perfectly fine, and it works for them. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're just like you know, just like some people can eat peanut butter and they're good, and some people are allergic to peanuts and they can't.
0: Okay, everybody's different.
1: You know what I mean? Everybody is different. Everybody processes things differently.
0: Yeah, so
1: but she's she from what i see
0: you know cuz we still follow each other she's still amazing she's still doing it and after zumba i ended up i was like okay i want to take my workouts up a notch so i my spouse was working out um, and i was like hey why don't i just go to the gym and you know now she's a little bit older she was 18 months she's i feel like she's okay to be in a daycare at the fitness facility mm-hmm. um and she can stay there for an hour or or 30 minutes however you know long she lasts i'll work out and then go home And that's how it started. It ended up being just 15 minutes because she would freak out. I was like, damn, okay, 15 minutes. And then I was like, okay, and let's go the next day, another 15 minutes. Eventually she ended up building up to the 60 minutes and I was like, hell yeah, now we, you know, now we got options around here. Let's see what we can do. We're
1: working.
0: (laughs) Yes, okay, okay, Lena, I see you, you know? And Lena was loving the daycare and it gave me the opportunity to finally be in the gym. And we ended up losing 40 pounds. Wow. Okay. And then, you know, you lose 40 pounds and then you get pregnant again, right? Like, (laughs) you look good, you know. (laughs) You couldn't keep the hands off, damn it. And so (laughs) I ended up getting pregnant with my son. And I'm like, okay, but I really don't want to go to my old ways because I just lost 40 pounds. And this Mm -hmm. is what's funny. Okay. I was, on the summer shredding online transformation uh, competition around that time. And that's how I lost the 40 pounds because I had a motivation behind it. Right. That's like, oh man, damn. Okay. I mean, I got to submit my my last video, but I was already pregnant. I didn't even know it. So (laughs) we transformed Christian. (laughs) We did did a baby.
1: (laughs) That's a body transformation right there. Okay,
0: okay. And so, um, I ended up getting pregnant and now through this pregnancy, I was really determined to eat as healthy as I could to build a better relationship with food that way afterwards. Because I was like mentally preparing myself like, okay, this is going to be two kids, dude. Mm-hmm. This is two little lives that you're going to have to keep up with and yourself. That's three lives. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot, <laughs> you know, three. And I was like, okay, we got this. So I meal prepped up until like four months and then my nausea was like hello hello best friend did you miss us we're here again mm-hmm. and it was just puking and puking I couldn't I couldn't do like raw meat like the the smell of it the sight of it it just threw me completely off so I started buying I want it was snap kitchen snap kitchen and my pro meals and I would just like alternate between them <clears throat> And if I didn't feel nauseous, I was like, Noe, let's go to the groceries. I, I'm not nauseous right now. I can
1: cook. I can cook. I'm trying to for the whole The
0: window's up. And let's go. We, we can't waste no time right now. And he's like, okay, okay, I'm coming. And we're all, you know, we're sleeping. And she's, she's, hi, <laughs> I'm here, mom. <laughs> so I'm running to the grocery stores. And it, you know, I, I would alternate basically from whenever I would be not nauseous to having to buy from. Mm, my pro meals or snap kitchen and I gained I want to say like 40 pounds throughout the pregnancy which what to me was hallelujah you know I didn't gain 100 pounds again um and I felt like also the fact that I worked out throughout this pregnancy up until eight months it also helped my delivery even though my delivery was kind of crazy because the epidural only worked on half of the side I feel like he, it gave me the strength to push his head out because his head was, it was dude it was
1: traumatic it was traumatic tells me everything I needed to know about that
0: dude like I was like I'm gonna die I can't do this just just protect them for me I kid you and I was telling my husband I was like this is it this is where I die dude just take care of my kids okay just don't forget to change the diapers. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> please, please, my mom has the food. You just change the diapers, okay? <laughs> and so I surprisingly, like after birth, it felt like number one, thank God I didn't get cut. With my daughter, it you cut me. Out of me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so with my daughter, it cut all the way to my like anus. And with him, it only cut halfway. So I was like, okay. I mean, I thought his head was bigger, but I guess hers
1: was, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but you were probably more, more flexible, more like, yeah. That's what my doctor said. He said that the, she said that the, my hips were
0: more wider this time around than versus with my daughter, which is why yeah. hers. And,
1: and you had already experienced one birth. So your body, mm-hmm. had that, yeah, no, makes sense. So I was like, okay, okay. And it's like the next day I got up like nothing.
0: And automatically, I did everything that my grandma told me to do with Lena, but I didn't do, which was wear like a little um. It wasn't uh like the squeeze me squiny uh, waist trainers because those are too impactful yeah. for after giving birth. Uh, it was more like of a cloth
1: to okay. just help, yeah,
0: compress. Um, and it honestly helped push all of like the excess blood out faster than what it did with Lena. With Lena, I was still like peeing balls of poop two months postpartum and i thought i was gonna die i'm like these balls are not normal and with rafael it lasted a week and my only explanation to that whenever you know i asked my doctor i was like is there a difference like what was it she was like well one you were more active during your pregnancy two your eating habits were different you weren't just stuffing your face like you were with lena Mm -hmm. um and your hips were wider because this is your second birth so your body is like okay now we know what to do we know the process she's helped us it's it's faster so with him I took five months to just focus on my nutrition I didn't focus on working out I didn't focus on let me get my steps in none of that it was just nutrition and I managed to
1: lose 45 pounds in those five months They went back, not just to your pre-pregnancy weight, but even more. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, some hell
0: yeah. And we breastfeeding. Dude, I was eating 3,200 calories. I was living my best life, okay? (laughs) We was eating everything. (laughs) The only thing that sucked was my fats. I was like, damn, I really want cheese. I really, you know? Mm. Oh, no, I'm mistaking it. I was still eating my cheese because that gallbladder happened after I was living my best life. (laughs) Yes, I was. I was eating everything, dude. It was, it was like the most happiest time and to see the weight drop while enjoying what I was eating, Mm. not even know he believed it. Cause you know, him and I, whenever we met, he was a gym junkie. Like he was on you got to eat your protein and you got to work out and you cannot eat anything outside of like your protein and you know like yeah so him watching me he's like are you sure like are you sure and I was like look dude I did my research I've studied I, I got it down he's like okay so whenever he saw me drop the weight he was like so you do know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> you do know and I'm and so eventually at that point, I was like, okay, I missed the gym. Mm-hmm. I know that I can't go there yet because Rafael was so little. So I started just walking outside with him whenever the sun was down. Um, <clears throat> I w- started baby wearing workouts with him, um, with my daughter. She loved them. Baby shark songs, um, all the cocoa Melon songs while I had my headphones in jammed into a hey, Hey, throw it back, throw it back. Hey, <laughs> hey, they were to the baby shark, so yeah. it worked out perfectly. And it was just, it was honestly one of the happiest times that I enjoyed myself working out. You know, because recently, I mean, thank God that I've I've dropped majority of my weight. I mean all of it basically you know that I gained I, I've never weighed this low when I met Noe I was 165 and I remember because he was 160 and he was like you're heavier than me and I'm like I have an ass." I mean it's got to weigh more <laughs> <laughs> so now that I weigh less you know with competing it it kind of took like let me let me rephrase that being a mom and being a competitor really does take a toll on you
1: mm-hmm.
0: because you're just tired. Mm-hmm. I'm tired all the time. It doesn't take away how much I love working out, but it takes away from like, oh, damn, I got to go work out. You know, your endorphins don't like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to push this weight until you're like mid-workout. You know, the whole beginning of it, I'm like draining it, dreading it. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go afterwards I feel like a beast but it's getting there you know that that's been really hard lately versus whenever I was with my kids and and just jamming and just working out it was it was awesome and now you know Lena she doesn't really like working out anymore she likes racing so if we're not racing it ain't a workout to her she's like (laughs) mom no Rafael he's he's a little bit more we're gonna fight mom oh you want to squat yeah so he just you know he just waxed me with something so it's been a little bit harder to work out with them now than what it was whenever they were smaller mm-hmm. so I'm trying to find ways that we can incorporate racing while jumping jacks or or something that I can like relive that excitement that that I got from it because I miss them yeah. I miss I miss that time that I felt like they enjoyed it as much as I did. Now that I get it, they have different likes, they have different interests and I'm over here trying to push them to work out <laughs> so that I can spend time with them. And it's just, it's, it's really hard, dude. Like it really is Be from the moment, moment I wake up, not only do you have to plan a menu for the whole family you're having to okay if I'm gonna be eating this but they like this and they like this so I gotta make extra sides for them the process of cooking it and smelling it and it just like being in your face yet you know you can't eat it because you're on prep honestly sometimes it makes me cry like I'm like I'm just like I want this I want this, you know, and it's not that because my lifestyle calories, I'll eat with them. I'll eat everything that they're eating. It's just the prepping part for a competition that really does restrict what you're eating. Mm -hmm. And it's not that because you, it's going to make you fat in a way it is, but it's because you know that you can't have it. If you're going to beat, if you want to beat another competitor. Mm -hmm. especially being a mom Mm -hmm. versus a competitor who lives, breathes, eats the gym. It puts me at like, no, no bite. You cannot miss this bite because you know that that person is not going to miss that bite. So that's what really like the emotion of crying comes out that I have to work 10 times harder than a, an avid competitor because they don't have all, all the, the work on their back that I do, you know, they don't have to cook for three people, they don't have to cook for a family, whenever their family comes over, majority of the time, the competitors are really young, I mean, I'm not that old, (laughs) I'm only 26, but I'm a 26-year-old mother, so who not only now has a career, but who's also in school, and a lot of bodybuilders, I want to say that majority are in school.
1: Mm-hmm. but that's but, usually their focus it's like school and working out school and working out yeah and and nothing outside of that so I know their older competitors they have because I know some competitors who are older but the masters are older yeah but their children are older like their children yeah. are like independent and self-sufficient so they don't have to you know be on their kids 24 7 yeah And
0: that's, I think that's the only thing that, you know, whenever like another mother asked me, what's, what's the struggle of it? The struggle of it is knowing that you can't slack because that one slack is going to put you a couple competitors behind in, in the bodybuilding world, in a lifestyle world, dude, eat that bite, eat that last bite, eat that whole plate. If you want to eat it, it's not going to hurt you, but if you're really wanting to be competitive, in the bodybuilding you have you know that you have to restrict yourself and follow the plan that you're being handed to the tea. and that's what's like
1: just yeah. kill me well, and i just want to make sure that we clarify that the the way that you're eating the restrictions that you have in place right now are to prepare you for your competition. This yes. is not like a, a lifestyle that you're going to do for the no. rest of your life. No, no, this, no. Is, this has a, a goal and an end date. This is something yes. you're working towards. And yes. most competitors will tell you that. Most competitors will tell you that being on prep is not something that you can do for the rest of your life. You, you do it for, for to prepare for your show. It's The way I like to look at it is it's a sport, right? Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yes you put in the training you put in the diet you put in the, the, the mental toughness the sleep all of that to to prepare for your sport mm-hmm. once your your sport is done with
0: then your you your
1: to your <laughs> healthy lifestyle you mm-hmm. your reverse opposite right mm-hmm. you do the completely completely opposite. you're gonna screw yourself up like you're gonna screw your metabolism you're gonna screw yes. your mentality like you're gonna it's 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 hard. So I just want yeah. to make sure that we we clarify that. Yes, that yes, yes. The restriction yeah, is it not. is
0: not sustainable. It is, right. and right. even at that, you know, I feel like the the plan that the, that I'm following, it's not even as restrictive as a lot of coaches do because some coaches really do no carbs, mm-hmm. no carbs throughout, you know, your your avid prep. And for me, because of my gallbladder problem, my method to prepare myself for competing is always having my carbs at the highest and very, very slowly minimizing it and only dropping my calories. If I'm like not moving at all Mm -hmm. versus other coaches, it's yeah. Each coach
1: has their own method, their
0: own method. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I don't want to say sustainable, but my method isn't as restrictive as it will get the closer that we get to our show right so and and after that go, girl I reverse and I bring those carbs right back up because we need our tortillas and our rice and our black beans that's of like my, and tortas please tortas I told Noe I don't don't get me no donuts don't get me no cookies after my show you better get me some tequila and a torta and some tacos and that's we're good.
1: I was going to ask you what your post show meal was going to be <laughs> now I know that's exactly what I had after my
0: my first MPC show, I had a torta and, and Noe got me a bottle. I took two shots and that was it because I had to prepare for my summer shredding show in October. So, but torta, dude, it was like heaven in my mouth. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And then um, for after my October show, what do we do? So, unfortunately, I missed my anniversary for October, um, our anniversary is October 1st. He got me a cake. I couldn't eat it. And, and I really got bashed for that, for sharing that on Instagram. They're like, Oh my God, you're obsessed with competing and, and you can't even like appreciate your man's effort. And I was like, what? Like I did appreciate it. And I'm sure I am understood, right? Oh yes, dude. Yeah. He was like, no, you can't eat it, babe. But me and the kids are going to eat it for you. I just wanted, you know, to, to, let you know that i remembered our anniversary and yeah. despite the fact that you can't eat the cake you can still receive the gift of it you know the the thought of it the thought behind right. it and i do i cried so hard that day because i was like oh my god like i love you like i honestly had told him don't do anything let's do it you know after the show so you don't have to worry about it and he still came through and i was like wow
1: people are trolls, dude people are always gonna try to rain on your parade. Like, Dude, oh, that's the one thing that d- drives me bananas. Like, it, you know, it takes a mentally tough person to put their life out on social media because you know that you're gonna get critiqued for every, every single little thing, good or bad, good or bad. Somebody I post a always- picture. I post a picture of my nails that I just got done somebody's going to dm me about how getting my nails done is bad and how acrylic is going to damage you you know there, there's always going to be someone who has something to say we just got to learn how to tune out that noise and yes just live for ourselves literally so, yeah, like that somebody like you know got out to you about your cake obviously your husband understood it was the thought it was the sentiment behind yeah. the yes yeah. and dude the balloons lasted like the whole month
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they left the whole month and and it was I was like damn like I'm just you know I'm just sharing y'all how thoughtful he is and somebody wants to say that I'm unthoughtful and I'm
1: like bro whatever eat some cake or something (laughs) it would have been different if you were like how dare you get me a cake take this shit out of my you know you
0: didn't do that no. No. no I cried and I was like babe you didn't have to like and he was like, "Well, I wanted to," and I mean, he still ate the cake in front of me, and I just sniffed it. But he was like, "He's like, don't worry, you know, we're gonna go out to eat um, after the show." And we did. We went to Perry's Grill House. We had some crab macaroni. Like, I, oh my god, he's he's amazing. To be honest, if there's someone who I can say that has genuinely supported this transition of my life, is him. Like he has stayed and watched over the kids you know and i understand that that's something that not many mothers have the luxury of having you know for their spouse to be okay with them leaving for an hour two hours i mean the deeper i get into prep the intensity of my workouts go up you know so there's times that we don't get to see each other much throughout the day i mean he gets home and i'm basically taking off by the time i'm coming back kids are asleep I'm ready to take a shower. He's ready to go to sleep to to start the next day. Mm -hmm. And not once has he ever like, I don't want you to do this anymore because it's affecting our relationship. If anything, he's like, you keep doing what makes you happy because I never want you, want us to grow old and for you to ever throw in my face because of you, I couldn't do this. Right. You know, and that's something that I'm like, thank you. (laughs) Like, thank you, God, seriously, for- for putting him into my life because I was a very negative person before him that it like this this took a whole turn look at me getting sentimental about him (laughs) but he really showed me that you can do anything in life as long as you believe that you can because I didn't have that I didn't believe in that I believed that I deserved everything horrible that happened to me in my life due to past life traumas. And he came into my life and reassured me, no, you don't.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Life doesn't happen to you. Life happened for you. If you wouldn't have gone through what you went through, we would have never met. You would have never worked at that gym. We would have never crossed paths. We would have never had kids. You, you wouldn't be where you are in life right now
1: mm-hmm.
0: because what you went through got, got you here and I think that's also where he also helped me build that I don't give a damn what anybody has to say about me because only I know what I had to go through to overcome the doubts the fears the the "Ah, I deserve this no no I don't I deserve to be happy I owe that much to myself so whether you like it or whether you don't that's not my problem Mm -hmm. that's yours you know because I'm living my best life to what I feel is my best life not to your limits not to your limitations to you whatever variables you have in your life but to mine and he's like dude he's taught me to like defend myself because I'm not a shit talker I don't know how to like whenever (laughs) people would come at me dude I'm a fighter like you like if you come up to me I'm like Shut up. You, you, you know? throw hands. You don't throw I words. I throw hands, bro. I throw hands. Okay. I really I'll do. Say. I don't throw hands because I'll get my ass beat, but I'll throw words. I got you, baby. I got you. you I'll pull up. Who, where are we pulling up to? What? Cause, Cause I don't have anyone to beat up right now. But if the time ever happens, I know who to call now. <laughs> you better call me. You better call me. We pull up, honey. We you pull, like, pull up. What you have to Let's go pick someone up. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. We do not
1: condemn violence. Do not beat anybody up.
0: <laughs> please, please. This is this is only in self-defense, okay? Please. But <laughs> But he's really... There was a time where I would sit at home and cry because somebody would call me you know, on a picture that I posted. Oh, you still look like a pig. You still need to work out or, oh my God, look at your stretch marks. You look disgusting. Um, or whenever I think what really hurt me once was whenever I was trying to find a coach to prep me to compete. And I reached out to all of like my major NPC inspos, IFBB pro inspos and getting shut down, not once, but 10 times, it really put, um,
1: like a stab in my heart around that time. But let's like, let, let's talk about that because what you wanted to do is you wanted to prepare for competition but you did not want to give up breastfeeding. Right? I didn't want to give up breastfeeding and not even that, but I didn't even want to place first.
0: My objective in competing at that time wasn't to win a trophy. It was to show myself you're setting a goal for yourself and you're going to Go on with it because I was the type of person that I would set a goal or I would say I would do something and then wouldn't go through with it. I would give up. So signing myself up for a bodybuilding competition, I was like, okay, well now you can't pussy out. Now you can't pussy out because you're paying for it. Okay, you're you're putting it out there that you're gonna do it. So now you have to do it. You have to prove to yourself and to others that when you really want something, you're gonna accomplish it. Yeah. And so despite the fact that I was explaining that to the coaches that I reached out to that didn't matter because their name was going to be on, on me,
1: on my winners. And so you weren't going to, you weren't going for that first place or whatever. They just, they didn't see you as worth their time. Yeah. I get you. you. And
0: so in a way, like now I respect that now I I understand, but being overweight and breastfeeding and having your hormones all over the place and then being told, this is the one that I guess I will never personally forget because it's what ignites me now whenever I work out is you are too fat. I do not train losers. I only train winners. They said
1: that to you? Oh my
0: God. And I remember that day I went to the gym and I was like, why am I here? If, if according to my idol and according to my inspiration, I'm, I'm a loser, you know, I'm, I don't have the potential to be a winner. And I was, I was on, on a a belt squat machine and I just kept replaying her voices. And all of a sudden I remember just seeing like lights Mm -hmm. and I lost balance and I fell back. And I hit myself so hard that I felt like, like I blacked out for a bit, but then got back up. I remember calling Noe and I was like, babe, like, I could, I could die, you know? And, and he was like, but, but, but why, what happened? And he said, man, is it because of that? Is it because of, of, you know, and I'm like, well, well, yeah. He's like, well, why are you listening to her? She doesn't know you. She doesn't know how far you've come. She she only knows, you know, what you want to do, but not why you want to do it or your reason behind it. And I said, like, but I did tell her, I told her why, you know, I told her I wasn't coming and that it wasn't just about winning for me. It was winning an inner battle, you know? And, and she still said that, no, I was too fat to accomplish that. And he was like, okay, well then come home, come home. If, if you're really going to quit, come home. If you feel that you, you just aren't worth it aren't worth the, the time of being in the gym then come home mm-hmm. but if you have a bigger purpose to prove then stay at the gym and work through it unless you feel like you really did get a cat concussion then come home <laughs> but <laughs> but if you if you feel like you really do have a purpose behind what you're saying then stay stay because this isn't this isn't the end of it you know you're barely getting started mm-hmm. Only you know how far you can get. And I was like, okay. And since that day, I was like, it's not about what anyone else has to say about me, but what I believe in myself. So I I stayed. And I continued. And I found my coach, my wonderful coach, Brandon Arnold um, he's a husband to a father to three beautiful young girls. His wife is amazing. She's a sweetheart. And I really do respect him because he knows I'm assuming because he's a husband and a father, what it takes a mother to go that extra mile, Mm -hmm. extra miles, you know, and, and he took me in and he's coached me since then. And I mean, out of 16 girls, eight or eighteen in the MP Phil Heath NPC show I placed eighth I'll
1: so take you, it he's doing something I'll right. take it. you're doing something right obviously. okay yeah,
0: right I'll take it and then for summer shredding we placed fourth out of like a class of 20 something girls mm. I'll take it you know I, I I honestly didn't even think that I would win I mean whenever I was making my transformation video I was like oh my god like is this me like Like, is this me? Like, this is with my kids. I did this with my kids from home during COVID. Like, Mm -hmm. that was my win. You know, I I didn't, of course, everyone wants to, like, oh, if I place, oh my God. But because I had already been so torn down, my mentality wasn't to win. My mentality was just to prove to myself that I did it. And that was your win. That was was my win. Like, you did it, dude, despite the fact that. Not only did you doubt yourself, not only did you get turned down by 10 coaches, not only did you almost die from a head concussion, but you're here. You breastfed through it. Now with breastfeeding throughout the prep, I started again with, you know, 3,200 and I, I slowly began dropping. And my slowest was uh, 1,200 calories for for that competition. And at that time I had already pumped a lot of my breast milk. hmm So that because I knew that my milk would deplete towards the end of of the prep, and I didn't want my son to suffer because I knew that automatically after that that show, I would go into a a reverse and help my supply come back. So he was set. He had his little bottled booby milk. And then within, I want to say like two weeks of increasing my cows, my milk was flowing more. And I was just like, (laughs) We, we breastfed. And we made it. We survived. My milk came back. My son is happy. He's thriving. My daughter was like, I want to be like mommy. Like, dude. Yeah. It was amazing. It was it was a pretty traumatic couple of months. But it was worth it. And, and I sharing my story on Instagram, I honestly didn't know where I was going with it. Um, I got backlash from friends from a couple family members i mean they were like why are you putting your body out there for everyone to see what about your husband and you know what about this and my husband was the biggest supporter he was the one that was like you know what covid hit you have nothing else to do bro post your videos post your workout videos you want to be a personal trainer you want to be a nutritionist what better way to to prove to people through you of what your work is capable of mm-hmm. and i was like okay i don't know Okay, do I have to fix myself?
1: <laughs> what what do we do and 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 we just we just kind of blew up, you well, know? And, and I always say, you know, because people always ask like, how do I grow my social media? And I always tell people, be yourself because that's how you're going to attract your 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 people by being yourself. If you have to pretend to be someone else on social media, to that's get exhausting. Followers. One that's exhausting, and two that's so fake. Like you, you're setting yourself up for such a, a disappointment. You know, like you could like, lose yourself, in yeah, faking an identity. Yeah, be yourself if you want to. Like, you know, that's what I love about you. You show up on Instagram. You're cooking, and you're just like living your mom life between your, your influencer <laughs> life at the same time. You know, and the people who who care about you and care about your message they're gonna tune in and they're gonna watch you cooking with your hair up in a ponytail and you know rafael and lena at your legs you hanging know, off, yes. off of each leg right. and the people who don't want that all right? well they can sign off and you know peace like out this but,
0: this is mom life
1: like this yeah, is this yeah. is what
0: it is it's it's not always cute it's not always perfect I mean, hell my living room my living room speaks for everything but you know um I really do just uh, oh or this is my favorite one whenever I'm not like fixed and and they're like oh my god you look nothing like it dude makeup hello why do y'all always think I'm preaching about these filters I'm not I'm not gonna lie to y'all I look like a zombie I am a zombie
1: (laughs) well and that's also why sometimes I post you know stories and pictures without makeup because I'm like, I'm showing you the real me. I'm not hiding. Yeah. I'm not not hiding nothing, dude. I'll put some makeup on. I'll do my hair. But, you know, the other 50% of the time, this is really what I look like. And take it It as it is, y'all. It is what it is. Like, if I could wake up, I mean, we wake up cute, okay? We just a little
0: glitter of tiredness on us, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
1: I get you. But one one of the other things that I like about your social media, and I kind of mentioned it before, is that you, Not only are you like so into like your prep and your fitness and you know your your confidence, but you have this like no fucks given attitude. None. I admire (laughs) the hell out of that. Not because I like I don't have it, I think I do, but I also like censor myself sometimes. Whereas Mm -hmm. you don't really care, you just you're just you're just out there. Your reels crack me up all the time. (sighs) So, which is funny that you say, like, you know, you didn't used to have that. So is that something like a newfound confidence that has also been a byproduct of your fitness journey? Definitely. Like, you know,
0: as a younger girl, um, I didn't have that confidence. You know, I was one very, very, I grew up in a very pessimistic environment where You're not going to make it in life unless you work a nine to five. You're not going to make it in life unless you look a certain way. You're not going to make it in life if, you know, you go around cursing. Mm -hmm. I'm a big cursor, Tere. (laughs) I curse a lot, okay? I curse a lot. And growing up around that, I felt like it hindered who I was. And, you know, especially in, in little school cliques, you know, you have a lot of clicks in school where you have like the queen bee and then you have like little followers. I was always a follower, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I have to say it as it is because that's what I was. And even though I always wanted to like speak up, I always, I was shy. I was like, well, oh my God, what if she stops being my friend? Oh my God. What, what if, you know, then they start making rumors. And in high school, that's what it became. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't want to be the follower anymore. I wanted to run my shit. I wanted to run my own show, you know, like, is in my time now and I got shut down you know I ended up hanging out with majority males a lot of uh, guy friends I was always a wing woman basically hey I like her can you go go try to talk to her for me and I boy yo, you know I got you I got you bro I got you so I ended up just doing my own show you know you know with the guys I had a lot of guy best friends and not like one girl best friend dude in high school out of I don't know how many And it really sucked. After high school, we all just kind of fell off. And I was like, okay, biggest life lesson, you do not depend on friends. You cannot depend on, I know a lot of friendships are beautiful, but I didn't get that. I didn't have that luxury of a beautiful friendship, you know, that was founded and and kept strong. I didn't get that. Mm -hmm. So my life lesson to me was, you have to be the show. You cannot be the queen, you cannot be the follower, you are the show, meaning whoever comes into your life is either a lesson or, or uh, I forgot the word, lesson, lesson learned, a blessing or a lesson, you know, either way, a blessing or a lesson, and you can't cripple up just because they disagree with what you have to say. Agree to disagree we can still be friends Mm -hmm. I just don't see your perspective the way that I see mine Mm -hmm. and I got torn down again because of that (laughs) so so I eventually like the bigger I got again my confidence was just down very insecure in my relationship I thought Noe was cheating like every couple days (laughs) I I swear I watched too many telenovelas and I, I really I was really insecure and and I felt like losing the weight It made me also more attracted to him. The fact that he didn't, he didn't leave me, you know, so many spouses leave their, their wives because of the weight they Mm gain yet. He understood why the weight was gained and he didn't want to leave me. He stayed to help me be better. Not because he wanted me to be better because he wanted me to look better, but because he wanted me to genuinely find the happiness that he knew I could have, you know, and him seeing that in me I was like why am I holding back bitch why am I holding back hello hello world what are you doing what's up what's popping we up in here now like he really he truly helped me find myself you know because as a person me losing the weight wasn't my happiness. The the number didn't define my happiness, Mm -hmm. but more so what, how I felt on the inside. I wasn't, my knees weren't aching. Okay. My knees were popping every couple seconds with that weight, dude. It was ridiculous. Like these necks were eight, pop, like it, drop it, pop, like it, drop it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I could breathe. I was able to run with my kids and I was like, what more do you want out of life? You're healthy. It's time to help others get there. It's it's time to help others know that li- there's more to life than just a bad bump. Mm-hmm. You know, there's gonna be bumps everywhere. And then once I started getting like trying to torn down for for building up my confidence, well, damn, was I just expected to stay sad the rest of my life? No, ma'am. Hello, eyelashes were invented. blush was invented these this blonde okay my stylist is killing it like no ma'am okay whatever you got to say fuck you fuck you and uh, uh -uh, uh -uh. uh-uh uh-uh
1: real where it's like the girls listing off things that people are like oh you've changed oh you, you you you're so confident now and then she's like it's kind of like that was the point duh like that's that's the point you're supposed to that's the whole point of it feel better about yourself to grow and learn about yourself yes. and express yourself that's the point so yeah of course you're going to change as a person duh. period period that 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 was the whole purpose of it okay I'm t- what you want me in a corner crying? Oh my god! You she know, like me. Like a lot of the people who make the biggest noise are the people who are too afraid to do that for themselves. So then they try to bring you down with it. You know, like like, well, I can't do that, so I'm gonna bring her back down to my level. Or dude, you know, it's it's a lot of um jealousy and, it's, and yeah. it's not even like
0: like just in one community, which I. I feel like I've had the privilege to be in both ends of the spectrum and the thinner side in the medium husky side, overweight, and then now losing the weight. There's trolls everywhere. It does not matter whether you're thin, whether you're fit. Dude, I've seen even fit people get bullied for their muscles. What in hell? Mm -hmm. do you have a jalapeno in your coochie? Why is you so lit? Like, why is you so mad? Like, yes. what, what is happening? You know, like, instead of them having the time to write something negative, baby, just have the time to look at yourself in the mirror and love yourself a little bit. Because that's, that, that's where the problem is. It's not me. It's not it. It's not, dude, the fact that I even saw, like, Buff Bunny. I don't know if you remember her getting trolled for her headquarters, oh, for her headquarters? Where, they yeah. were, where they were saying that it was because of Christian Bitch. Yeah, they were like
1: was like your your dad bought you that or Christian bought you that. And I was like, no, she built her company from the ground up. I remember watching her YouTube videos, where YouTube she was channels. her apartment or her house in San Antonio. I was like, no, 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 no. But, nah, you nah, know, nah. people always find, like I said, a way to try to bring others down. And it's it's it can be discouraging, but we just also got to learn how to tune out the noise because that's all it is. It's just a bunch of noise and and I can tell you from, from me when I was, you know, very, very overweight, I, I wasn't a troll on the internet, but I would take out my insecurities and my frustration on other people. I would snap at people for the smallest thing. I would like get angry at people. I would say hurtful things just because I was hurting. So I kind of wanted someone to hurt with me. Right. And now that I, now that I've grown from that I'm like damn I was a bitch like I was (laughs) I I felt so bad about myself and where I was in my life being mean at a certain point or even having mean thoughts right and now like you know that was that was a lesson that I learned through weight loss and fitness but it was also a lesson that I learned with like therapy and exploring myself and my insecurities and my um like my uh, I some obstacles, yeah, my yeah. yeah, and and it's that's the thing about developing yourself as a person. you know, you have to be able to reflect and find out where you were wrong and why you were wrong so that you don't keep repeating those same mistakes. Amen. So if, I ever, if I ever were to you know I, if I gain fifty pounds from now,'m it's okay to be mad at myself for that, but it's not okay for me to take that out on other people. because yeah, had nothing to yeah. do with it.
0: Yeah, and, and that's another thing with prep, you know, whenever I, I said, like, I felt like crying because I'm cooking all this food and I'm not able to eat it. I always try to be the happiest mom, despite how I feel on the inside, because my kids didn't say, hey, mom, go be a bodybuilder. Hey, mom, go do this. You know, I chose it. Yeah. I chose it for me. So they don't deserve a mood swinging mother. Just because she decided, you know, to be on prep, and I think that's like, dude, like my moods. One, I'm like, I go into the restroom and I'm like, "Look, you bitch, get your shit motherfucking together. Get your shit motherfucking together. Your babies love you out there. You
1: you see those cute little eyes looking at you? Yeah. Get
0: well, it together.
1: That, and your kids are not gonna care about your size, your weight. Nothing no, they don't. They care about the memories that you made with them. Right? Like when I talk yeah. to my kid about whenever he was little. We talk about like, oh, that one time we went to SeaWorld and we did blah, blah, blah. Or, oh, the one time that we did this or that. Like, it's never about like, oh, mom, remember that one time that you were really fat? Like, he's never said that, you know? <laughs> that, like, that was that's not what they care about. They care that you were there. They care that you, you loved on them and that you build memories with them. And that's yes. what's important.
0: Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, in every point, because that's all my kids care about not about what I'm eating. Well, they just don't want veggies on their plate, but they're like, <laughs> okay. That's, okay. <laughs> that's about it. They, they don't care what I'm eating. They don't care what I'm doing. Lena shoes me off to the gym. Mom, bye, I'll see you later. Aren't you gonna go to the gym today? Raphael gives me his kisses goodbye. And that's that. Like, you know, they they go on about their life. As long as they're enjoying themselves, they don't care about your weight. They don't care about your look. They don't care about your makeup. They don't care about what clothes you got on. I could be butt naked and they're like, can I have candy? So I'm like, <laughs> like, yeah. like facts on facts, you know, and I feel like the most beautiful thing that you can do as a mother, as a person, that if you ever hope on having children is to learn to love yourself at your worst, to allow that version to only better itself, because we cannot expect others to love us if we don't love ourselves. Mm-hmm. And another no quote. another no quote. he wants to I asked him okay now it's gonna sound like an asshole thing what he said but it, it's not it's blunt truth I asked him do you love me he goes yeah of course I was like do you feel like you love me more than you love yourself And he said nope
1: I don't think that's do an not. asshole thing no I don't think that's an asshole thing at all
0: and others do and I was like I was like what do you mean and he's like why would I love you more than I love myself if I didn't love myself more I wouldn't be who I am here being able to provide the life that I'm providing for you I love you enough to know that I respect you I love you enough to know that I want to grow old with you but I gotta love myself more to be able to give you more love like the love that you deserve without letting myself go and
1: I was like wow yeah like this one's a mental advisor, y'all. like <laughs> well, okay, and i want I want to put it in this way, too. like as a woman, right? Mm-hmm. If you're in a relationship and you love your boyfriend, husband, your man more than you love yourself, that man is going to know, and he is going to run all over you. He's going to do with you whatever he wants. He's gonna treat you like shit because he's gonna know that yep. you love him more than she loves herself. So that's yep. why I say, I don't think it's an asshole thing. I love myself one more right because and that is what makes me a better person that's what makes me a better mother that's what makes me a better daughter that's what makes me a better everything because I know my worth and that's your worth. what everybody needs to to know and I don't think it's an asshole selfish thing I think it's a, nece- a necessity, a necessity. And, and, and by you doing this too you're also teaching your daughter that she yes yes because right? whenever She's, yes, she's watching you. She, they may not say anything, but she's watching every little thing you do, and every she emulates every little thing you do. And every, every that she gets, that's going to become like a custom, like that's just part of who she is. Because dude, dude, yes,
0: yes, yes. Oh my goodness, because well, this one, this one speaks her mind. <laughs> <laughs> this one speaks her mind. This this one's a little bit scary, but she'll randomly, you know, um, whenever we go to the parks or something, she'll make, she's an easy friend maker. She's very outgoing. She's very outspoken. And there's been a couple times where <clears throat> this is a five-year-old dude, a five-year-old. Okay. And there's been a couple times where I guess, you know, she makes conversation with other little girls and she has, Hey, is your daddy here? Oh, what are you going to do on the weekend with your daddy? Mm-hmm. And the other little girl will say, or oh, it's just with mommy, or I don't have a daddy. And she'll come, she's like, oh, well, mommy doesn't need daddy, but she still loves daddy. I don't know if I should be proud or like, what, what? I'm like, okay. I'm like, why did you say that? She's like, well, that's what I see. You love daddy, but you don't need daddy, right? I'm like, okay. Okay. We're, we're building a, 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 a genuine woman it? here. Yes. Woman. Yes. That she's just, I'm like, I, she mind blows me, dude. And it just makes me feel so honored to, to know that I'm building that I'm helping her build her confidence, her courage, because there's been little girls, you know, little girls who walk up to her and they're like, Oh, your hair or, Oh, why does your nose look like that? She, according to the little girls, she has like a chunky nose. You're five. You're five, what, you know, and it, it just makes you question like, what do they hear at home? Well, what, what are, what are they around that they're, you know, now they're looking at how somebody else looks and, you know, Lena would come, mommy, somebody said this. And I'm like, what's your nose? It's not supposed to look exactly like theirs. Right? Imagine if you had their, their same hair, how would you be Lena? Lena is Lena because Lena looks exactly like this. God made you exactly how he wanted you to look not like Ali, not like i don't know who else uh i don't know another little girl you know mm-hmm. it's you and she's like oh so mommy looks like mommy and i'm like yeah she's like mommy looks tired god <laughs> made him tired <laughs> but yeah you know yeah and she's mm-hmm. like oh okay i'm like you wouldn't go up to another lady and call her mommy right she's like no i'm like why well because she's not mommy because she don't look like mommy so you need to learn to appreciate who you are, no matter what any other little girl says. Mm-hmm. It's you. Always you. Always your love for you. She said, oh, baby brother, you gotta love you, okay? You love you. You a ninja. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. She's a ninja. She
1: put her own twist on it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But it's it's dude. It's a whole just no manual given to life. Yeah. None besides you literally just going through it and hoping and praying that you find yourself to be able to know what even a speck of life is, you know, because we're on this podcast. I never even imagined that I would be talking to you. Okay. I look up to you, dude. Like I really do. I know you're like, well, I sometimes have to censor myself or, or, you know, because of social media, but yet the way that you carry yourself and the way that you speak of yourself it speaks so highly of you and it just it's like basically you're saying I don't give a fuck what you have to say respectfully (laughs) (laughs) And, (laughs) and I wish I I had that because I just whenever I try to control myself to not curse or to censor myself I've I come off really fake. It just yeah. looks really scary. Well, <laughs>
1: so but, but like, that's that's what I meant. Like you have to be you. That that's you. Yeah. That's the person yeah. you're at. like. I think and if I ever were to watch a video of you, you didn't curse, I'd be like, something wrong with her? <laughs> what, what, what what is this? Someone holding her hostage? Okay. Like,
0: what is this? What is this? This is not her, you know, and that's why I feel like it's just so beautiful to find like-minded people around you in different yet you're so different at the same time yeah but so alike at the same time I don't know how to explain it but I just I just I genuinely look up to you I admire your content I admire the message that you have to put up about self-love self-body like self-love of your body image I think that was the one thing that was I love her Mm -hmm. I love her okay look at dude she has cellulite I have cellulite oh my gosh she has stretch marks bitch I got stretch marks oh my gosh she's calling like oh my goodness I just from the bottom of my heart thank you for even having me on here for dude I've rambled for an hour and a half dude
1: (laughs) dude I I loved having you on here so um I don't think I ever told you I came across your Instagram probably like maybe like last summer might have been last spring it's probably right around the beginning of COVID um you popped up on my explore page you were wearing this like lime green set. I want to say it was lime green. It was like lime green leggings and bra. And you were holding a tub of protein. And and then it was like a geotagged in Sugarland, Texas. And I was like, oh, she's local. So like (laughs) I clicked on it. Right. And then um, I read your caption and I started scrolling through the rest of your page. And I was like, oh, she's a mom. Oh, she's (laughs) prepping for us. Oh, she's on a fitness journey. And it just like, it spoke to me because like you said, there are not a lot of Latina mothers out there being represented, right? Oh my God. Yes. I think that representation of all body types of all ethnicities is very important. And that's something that I truly care about in my professional life, like in my career in education. Yeah. I preach that all the time. But then I also preached that on my social media, you know, and you said, you know, that you noticed that I had cellulite and I had stretch marks and you still thought I was pretty. And it was like, because there was a time in my life where I did not see that in myself. I thought it was the most hideous troll in the world. And I know that there are other women who feel that way. And I want to change that. I want to change the narrative. Yes, yes. You can have stretch marks. You can have cellulite. You can have a hairy upper lip, whatever. You can Fuck be yeah. fucking beautiful, you know? I we, got hairy armpits. <laughs> same, you know? And it's it's like, we're, we're not all going to be a size zero, flawless skin. It's it it's not. And there are different types of beautiful. And this is the type of beautiful that is not shown. So I'm going to change that. I'm yes. going to show you that you can be yes. beautiful with all of these other yes. things. Yeah. Yes. That, you made me cry. but <laughs> those are
0: gangster tears, okay? Those are gangster tears. Those are OG tears right there. <laughs> like oh, yeah. it's it's just such a powerful message because what the average body was back then, that's not what it is today. No,
1: it changes. Yeah. It,
0: it it has changed and evolved, and being able to to show the world, to show other because of our ethnicity other Latinas okay we grew up in an Hispanic community where you're supposed to be a mom and that's it Mm -hmm. you know you're you're supposed to make money to support your kid and that's it you're not supposed to even be into fitness you're not even supposed to be trying to uh, fix yourself up because your kid is always supposed to come first yet seeing you're supposed to
1: serve your husband yeah and serve your husband. husband That's okay
0: it. and so being a latina and then catching stretch marks for some reason in the latin community it's like oh yeah those are normal oh but cover them up mm-hmm. you don't want nobody else to see them oh but those are normal because you have a kid you but your body will never be the same but cover it up yeah what do you mean cover it up this is me this is this these stretch marks created a life yeah. this cellulite is because i love to eat your tortillas and your tortas Okay. (laughs) They're not just okay. They are normal. Cellulite is normal. Okay. And just because we see some of like the super shredded, super fitness people out here with like 10% body fat, that does not mean that we have to have 10% body fat. Okay. Because as long as you're enjoying yourself and you know what you what you have to to provide to this earth, to this world, to yourself what else what else do you need right what maybe a shot of tequila but you know
1: <laughs> right you know and that's that's just goes to say that there's different kinds of beautiful and it's time yes. to change the narrative that there's more than yes there, that beautiful yep. yes
0: no more covering up okay. wear the bikini wear the, wear bikini. the shorts wear the
1: watch them look at them oh. I'm like yeah. todo todo, yeah. todo everything and your while you're at it. all of it it's okay <laughs> <laughs> wait I get it better like this so
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. But honestly, thank you. Thank you for your message because when I found you, I was insecure because of course I was prepping for a competition and I didn't look like none of the NPC competitors. You know, I have my cellulite, I have stretch marks. So whenever I came across you, even though you weren't competing, Mm. The message that you were still putting out to love yourself, no matter what, no matter who you are standing next to, no matter what that picture might capture, to still love yourself. It was like, all right, Serena, you you asked for God to give you a sign to keep going, to not doubt yourself. Y te puso Teresa.
1: And sh- her name is Teresa, <laughs> Madre <Mother, Mother> Teresa. <laughs> so that's what, that was my nickname in middle school, and it used to piss me off. The boys would call me Mother oh, Teresa. But yeah. so in my head, I was like, if they look at me as Mother Teresa, they're never gonna look at me as like a cute, no. like, like old lady. And then, and then, so here's another thing: my grandma's name on my dad's side, her name is uh, Teresa. Teresa. Yeah, they named me after my grandma. So my whole life growing up, I had this kind of oh my God. of Teresa being an an a yeah, lady's name, right? Like yeah. he's name. And then middle school, these boys are calling me Mother Teresa. It's like I just can't escape it.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Like I
1: have a life too, okay. Yeah, but I now have, I love it. I, I love it. And then like I go by Tere or Terry, either one. Um and, yeah, now, like, I, I own my name, and I love my name. You but for a while, yeah. like, why did you have to name me that? And then my parents didn't even give me a middle name. So I couldn't even, like, you know, Dude. go to a middle name. <laughs>
0: me, okay?
1: Who the hell names their child Neftali? <laughs> Neftali. With no n- middle name. No middle name. Okay. Yeah. No, and my sister's names. My sisters have pretty names. My sister, one of them is Daisy. And then the other one oh. is Mitzi i'm like what the fuck it is like what the hell
0: (laughs) completely different from the others yeah so but oh but look at you now
1: i know right (laughs) we're here now we're here now bitches we're here now (laughs) look at that you're on my podcast it has my name on it I love it. Uh, um, what's, what's coming up for you? Are you you're are you prepping right now? Are you up? I am prepping.
0: I am prepping. So I won't be competing in MPC this year. Um, I've decided to compete in GBO, which is a natural confederation. It is drug tested. Um, with MPC, it isn't drug tested. So basically, it's a free for all. Um, I'm not bashing steroids, but I would prefer to stay away from them just because I do want to conceive in the future again. We do do want baby number three, um, God willing, but with MPC, um, their muscles, majority of them are on pets. Um, So I really want to set myself in a competitive level with somebody who is also natural Mm -hmm. to compete with, uh, you know, against another natural athlete versus putting yes versus putting myself out there and uh, you know risking if if she's on something and then I'm not and she had a little extra help because of course steroids they're not going to do all the work for you they just sprinkle glitter on you but still i just want to really stay in the natural com- competitive aisle for now until yeah. so i can build enough muscle to be like have them questioning is she on something (laughs) or is this natural you know so i would i will be competing in summer shredding figure um on october October 31st yes i will be there (laughs) and then december 4th i will be competing in the gbo um at atlantis atlantis i believe is the the name of the show and it's going to be in galveston um so i'll be doing that um as far as motherhood, Lena will be enrolling in kindergarten this year. Um, I'm really nervous. I'm really nervous. Oh, no. Loki wanted to hold her back a year because, you know, with all COVID and everything, but I'm just like, she's she's ready. She's ready to fly. She's She loves learning. And now that I'm going to be alone with my son at home, while she's at school, it's going to allow me to do a couple more secret projects. I would really like to start off um, a gear brand, like resistance bands, jump rope, um, wrist wraps, something of that sort, um, from here, from home, as an entrepreneur, as a mompreneur, as knowing likes to call me, and just honestly, I just, I just, I'm nervous. I'm scared as hell. I'm scared as hell. It's like a whole other, you know, business venture. Um, but I'm really excited just to see what life holds low-key hoping. Okay. Look, I know I call him my husband, but he's not my husband, but we're going to be eight years in October. This is how tight I am crossing my fingers that he reposes this year. Finally. Well, I hope he
1: listens to this episode. If he's listening right now, Noe, it's been eight years. Come on, bro. <laughs> Put, a ring on it. Put a ring on it already. <laughs> Alrighty. Damn it. So hopefully,
0: you know, um, our anniversary will be in October, October 1st, October 31st is a show, hmm. so maybe a stage proposal, <laughs> I don't know, okay. she's not dropping hints or anything, <laughs> okay, and so I'm just, I'm just ready, I'm, I'm ready to see what else I can do with myself, and after, God willing, I get this business venture out and going, I can sit back and try for another baby next year.
1: That's exciting. I'm excited to see all of this come to fruition and cheer you on. I think Thank that's you. So cool. And then, like, you've already proven to yourself that you're capable of so much. And so, all of these things that you have that you want to accomplish, I have no doubt that you'll be able to do them as well. Oh, you're just going to make me cry now. <laughs> Tell um, our listeners where they can follow you and find you so they can keep up with everything that you're up to. Uh, so my main, I, I want to say like my most active, um, social media platform
0: would be social media at Sirena Morena, Morena with three A's at the end and YouTube channel would be Neftali Vera. I know super complicated name, but that's why I link it on my Instagram. Um, I also have Facebook, but to be honest,
1: Instagram, Instagram is the place is what's popping. <laughs> And I'll make sure that I link all of your stuff in the uh, episode description. So you guys can just click on the links and they'll take you right to all her stuff.
0: Oh, I, it was such an honor to be on here, guys. I literally, like, I have butterflies. I was sweating at the beginning because I literally felt like I was on an Ellen DeGeneres show. Like, bro, bro, I love her. Y'all don't understand. If y'all, this is your first time ever listening. Ah! you're
1: hilarious thank you thank you so much thank you babe thank you for having me of course all right guys we'll see you next week